Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. More info and opinions on Big Red than one station can handle. Now on two stations. Big Red overreaction postgame on 1620 The Zone and 1019 The K. Sound off. 402-951-1620. Big Red Overreaction is sponsored by Burton AC, Heating, Plumbing, and more. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. And Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. Thompson was looking that way. It's caught. It's not Palmer. This time it's Marcus Washington. His former Texas teammate is in. And it's 23 to nothing. That was the last thing we need to talk about from the game, right? I mean, the game just ended right after that. 24 nothing. And that was that was kind of the story. It's my mic. There we go. Yeah, nothing yeah. else happened. No, it's not your fault, Chance. It's the cord. It's the cord. 24 nothing. 24 nothing. And then nothing else happened. And the, somehow the final was 24 17, but doesn't matter. Defense was great. Offense just did what it had to do. Everything was cool. 24 nothing. Very chill. Nothing weird happened. Nebraska beats Iowa 24 to 17. That's all that matters. 24 to 17 was your final score. Um, Focus on the headline here. Nebraska beats Iowa. And they go 4 and 8. Once again, Trey Palmer, your leading single season receiving yards. Uh, receiver in, the, yeah. in school history. Yeah, uh, taking over Stanley Morgan, over a thousand yards on the year for him. It's very good. Um, yeah, I mean, well and, done, sir. And he had a stretch with bad quarterback play, and the game. I mean, the game after he went off against Purdue so had, for two thirty-five or whatever it was. Illinois had one catch for one yard, right? Yep. And yeah. then, and then his quarterback was hurt. Yep, not so great. He was playing with like Chubba Purdy and Logan Smothers, who were trying to throw to him for two games. And he's so he basically does it in like ten games. Yeah, which very impressive or so. And well done, sir. Uh, that's uh, congrats that, to Trey Palmer. That's what we could shout out Mark Whipple for. He created the greatest single season receiver in Nebraska history. Yes, sure. That and nothing else. <laughs> Big Red Overreaction is brought to you by several else. <laughs> Equitable Bank, where we take banking personally. Next up on the show is Craig. Craig's been waiting. Hi, Craig. Coles, what's up? What's up? Up. No big. I like that. Yes, agreed. Hey, uh, shout out to my guys Scott and Marvin in Omaha. My guy JD in Fort Myers. Fellas, listen. If there's five more guys that are better than Matt Rule, are we? Do we have a list of that, those five guys? Um, I, I like available, not available coaches guys. or just guys? I mean, Lance. Okay, Matt. Eh, I mean, other than our non-guys that we're not going to hire, we're not going to get Kirby, we're not going to get Nick. Right, right, right. You know, those guys. No, he's, mean, he's, there, close he's close to the top of the list. He's close to the top of the list. Of the available guys, he's definitely in the top three, four at the worst, I think. Agreed. Um, we sat around today at the Scottsdale Country Club, and we just kind of waited for bad things to happen, and good things happened, and it was all, everyone had a great time. And 
we're all we're all pretty set with Matt Rule. I think if Mickey can stay on, I think it's great. I yeah. think if if Coach Bush can stay on, I think that's great. I think there's some things we need to shore up, but I mean, let's this is this is one thing that moves the needle, and I mean, let's let's go forward on Saturday or Sunday, and Trev doesn't th- need to think. I, I think the room hire Matt, and let's let's go forward, and we're all set out here in the three hundred eight. So, Craig, appreciate it, man. Show, listen to it every night, and. You guys are great. Awesome, Craig. Thank Thanks you, for sir. Call. Appreciate it. I will say this. We referenced it earlier, not to be the Debbie Downer here, but I'll just say this. Prepare yourselves for things that if and when the next coach is hired, which let's say it's Matt Rule and let's say it's within the next 48 hours. Both seem like reasonable takes. Okay. Um, just prepare yourself because things are going to happen with the staff and who who Matt Rule brings or who he retains or who he doesn't. That you're not going to love. You're not going to like. It this is this is just the way it works in college football head coaching searches um and and when you hire a new a new head coach. And I don't think Matt Rule has any connection to Mickey Joseph. If Mickey Joseph isn't here next year, that is going to hurt momentarily. Yes. I think for Nebraska football and, and for, for Nebraska football fans. But I, if you believe that Matt Rule is the right guy for the job. That's and what you got to do. That would be the indication if, if they end up going with him. You have to allow him to coach and run the program the way he feels it needs to be run. Matt Rule has an extensive network of coaches from his various stops. He will hire good quality professional coaches like I'm not worried about that at all. They may not be names that you know. Yep. They may not be names that you... Or if not, we'll grade him at the time. Like, right? Yes. We'll, we'll evaluate all those things. If he and, comes and up if he, with a wild card name that we're like, who the hell? If he has a bad wide receiver, if he hires a bad wide receiver coach, and it's you're gonna like, going to look really poor. And he doesn't retain Mickey Joseph, it's going to be like, okay, what happened here, Matt Rule? And it's, we'll talk about that at the time. It's going to look really bad. But until that happens, you have to, if, if, the, if he's your guy, you have to let him do it. That's it. I mean, that's how it works. Yep. And it'll be the same thing with roster retention. Yeah. Um, there's going to be guys who transfer. We've done too much over the years as an athletic department of meddling with different things, whether it be assistants or rosters or co- head coaches. There's too much of that. If you're going to hire the guy, let him do the job. Uh, next up on Big Red Overreaction, Connor Happer, Ravi Lula, Chance Oliver with you this evening. We have uh, Shad who's been waiting the longest. Shad, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. Hey, you know, it feels so much better to talk to you after a win than it does after a loss. Sure so, does, man. Yeah. Amen. What a what a wonderful thing it was to watch. And I, starting with the positive, you know, to see the kids be able to, well, they're young men, but to be able to luxuriate in that victory, you know, at the, at the end of the game, they're bouncing around the field. And there's some great uh, field-level shots of them on social media. If you get a chance to see it. Really good. I haven't watched that Heroes Trophy to them. You you would have thought they won the national title. That's great to see. It put a lump in my throat to watch the the excitement and the enthusiasm and the enjoyment. And, you know, they they clearly got up for that game in a way that I I don't think we ever saw during the entirety of the Scott Frost era. And I just, I, I really hope whoever the coach is and that that part of what Mickey has been able to do whatever he's done in, in infusing that kind of culture, those guys are playing for the buddy next to him. And they're, they're going into the trenches to fight for the guy who's next to him. And you can see it in, uh, not just in the way they reacted after the game, but, you know, just all the way through. They battled. They fought. I love Bill Bush's defense. You know, I, there's a lot of 
and you, you were laying out some of the pitfalls. Matt Rule better outdo himself in terms of who he brings in, For in sure. both wide receiver coach and DC, because if it looks, <laughs> if it, if it doesn't pass muster, there's going to be a lot of critique just right out of the gate. No doubt. So I think he, I think he'd do himself a favor, you know, by keeping Mickey on in some capacity and, and maybe Bill Bush as well. I really, what Bill Bush has done with that defense, you know, I mean, in the span, you, you look at what that unit was under Chenander and what it is now. And I, I just, I, I defy anybody to say that that's not just that that's borderline assistant of the year work to be able to turn that unit around. Yeah, they get gashed up the middle sometimes. They still struggle in the trenches. There's times they get blown off the ball. But just on the whole, they just look they look so much better than they than they did. So I was excited to see them, you know, the guys just be able to soak up the soak up the victory. Uh I think it was Alante Brown did a Lambo leap down at the end of the field and was sitting in the front row with Nebraska fans mm-hmm. and, and getting selfies and it was just a feel good moment, you know, like we haven't had in a long time. So, no doubt. Really good to see. If Matt rules the guy, I guess we'll watch and wait and see and see what happens. But I'd sure like to see Mickey Joseph be on the staff in some capacity. Chad, you, you don't think there's any chance that he'll precondition that maybe Trev can precondition that? Well, at all? I don't think. I don't I, think so. I don't think he should. <laughs> I, I don't think he should. But I, I guess there is a chance that he could. Um, but I, I sort of doubt it. I, I almost hung up when you said that it was Mark Whipple's coaching job that gave us uh, Trey Palmer, but uh, <laughs> I know you were joking about that, and that was a that was a funny moment. So. <laughs> Thank you, Shad. Appreciate the call. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us this evening, and you can as well. Four zero two nine five one sixteen twenty on the uh, Les Hills Harley Davidson Hotline. Big Red Overreaction brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. Okay, a couple of things we can get to there from from Shad's call. Yeah. First of all, the, the, we can talk about we can use this opportunity to talk about the presence of Mickey Joseph. Um, you know, what is it if he is here and on staff? Um, whether or not Matt Rule or whoever the next head coach is is, is told like, hey, you got to keep this guy, and he is still here. How long does it continue with the fan base of like, hey, well, Mickey should have been like. That's I, part of the problem with keeping Mickey. I, I am I am a little bit curious about that. And, and, and I, I don't think the, it's just the fans. You wonder if that exists yeah. in the locker room, too. Because I think these guys genuinely do love Mickey Joseph, but also famously there's a reason why college players don't hire coaches. Like, they may not have the best feel for what is right. Like, yeah. you can love your head coach, and he might not, or the guy that's, you know, interim head coach, and he might not be the best guy for the job. Um that's that's the thing I wonder about with whether or not you would retain him as somebody coming in. Here's my here's where I would get away from that, I guess. So I guess to argue with my myself here, because that's what we do. This is sports talk radio, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mickey and my thing all along on Mickey has been Mickey Joseph is an adult. Yeah, and he is. Uh, I I think that Mickey Joseph would probably shut that down if that was a sense within the walls of that program. You would hope so. As quickly as he possibly could. With that being said, I do think he wanted the job. Yes. And, you know, that's that's a thing it's here hard. as well. It's, and it's hard if you want a job to automatically just turn that off if yep. you're Mickey yep. and not act like the head coach anymore. He's been doing it for two and a half months. You know, that's not a switch that's easy to just turn off because all of a sudden – another guys in that chair. So that's difficult. Um, I do think there is value in sometimes holding a person over from a, a staff for sure. Um, just from institutional knowledge, from relationships with the players. 
Um, I, I do understand the challenges of doing that with Mickey Joseph because of the position he's been in. Um, but uh, like a Bill Bush is a good example. He's a guy that's done really well here. He's a really good recruiter. He's a total grinder um, in his career. Um, a lot of people like Brian Applewhite. Like I do see the benefit of holding someone over if they're a good fit with your staff because there are benefits to it. Yeah, and whether that's Mickey Joseph or Applewhite or Bush or whoever you think is deserving of it. Yeah, Barrett Rude. He's done a pretty good job this year. May have proven his mettle there a little bit. So yeah, yeah th- that's fair. Th- they're going to be options in in that category. Uh, the other thing I want to say on Chad's call. So he talked about grabbing the trophy and and being emotional about it and and the players having that moment and going to get the trophy and you know I always bring this up and maybe I'm just you know remember like I, I'm holding this grudge against Scott Frost. Scott Frost uh, played in a game at UCF when he was the head coach there. Um, and he had his UCF team go up against UConn in a little game called Civil Conflict. Okay, it was a game that was not a rivalry, but it was a it was two of the best teams in the conference. And Bob Diaco, the UConn coach, mm-hmm. created a game called Civil Conflict and created a trophy, especially for the the game, to create an environment of. You know, a game that you want to watch. Sure. And, like, it, it really had wholesome... He created a trophy game. He, he created a trophy game. However hokey that might be, I think the idea of it is pretty good and a very college football thing to do. It is very college football-y. Scott Frost's UCF's team won that game. They did not go get the trophy. Yep. There was always a sense from me, when Scott, as Scott Frost was running Nebraska, that that they were too good for a lot of things. Um, that Despite they, not being good at all. Uh, correct. But there was that, that's the way the program carried itself. Um, and Nebraska's obviously got to get rid of that, um, if that has ever been a thought that is Would you call that through. entitlement? Yeah, I a would. A sense of false entitlement? I would. Yeah. I would. And, I, and I, I hope that's one of the things that got wiped away and one of the things that Mickey Joseph, I think, was keen on identifying – and then I think that Trev Alberts will not stand for either and has not stood for either Correct. Yes. in his time as being the Nebraska athletic director. That's an important part to It's me. part of being in the Big Ten. Whether so, you like it or think it's hokey or not, yep. the trophy games and the rivalries. And let's be honest, if you don't hate Iowa, I don't know Like I don't know if you belong in the you? state. What's wrong with you? I, I, I don't understand people that don't hate Wisconsin also. I hate Wisconsin. Like I hate the way that they took everything Nebraska did well and now they do it better than I Nebraska. looking at them. And you're just looking at the mirror, and yeah. and they're, the mirror is better than you. And that is really frustrating. And also, they always have beaten Nebraska for the last decade. Like, it's so frustrating. So, I don't understand how you can look at some of these teams. I don't understand how you can look at that Minnesota team that beat you up every year with dramatically less talent and say, I don't hate those guys, because I do. I don't teams, know how you can look at P.J. Flex's stupid face and not hate him. The teams that have, and this is, a, this is the Big Ten, the teams that have some extra ulterior motives, whether they're real or juice. not, the extra motivation, those are the teams that walk away with the trophies at the end of the day. I the, mean, let's be honest. Extra motives are never real. They're never they're, real. I mean, if you watch The Last Dance, you know how right. much of the stuff that Michael Jordan just made up in his head yeah. to get mad at people? It doesn't matter. He, he made it up for a reason because he needed extra. Because it works. Yeah. 
it works to get that little bit of extra juice. Who does Michael like? What 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 reason does Michael Jordan have to hate that one guy who he picked out? I can't remember the guy's name. There's no no reason. one remembers his name. That's the point. There's no reason. He just picked a random dude, made up a story, got mad at him, and dropped like a fifty burger the next game on him. So whatever you got to do to motivate yourself, man. And I, and I do think you and the trophy the word, games are just that. The, the word entitlement has been a thing in this program for a long time, and now that we're I think so clear from. Uh, Nebraska winning anything of significance. Um, maybe this could be the coach that finally instills that idea. And you can get back to a base level, fundamental understanding of what it actually took from those good teams that you to ha- be able to get to that you point. You have to go earn it. Just because you're at Nebraska doesn't mean you deserve anything. You still have to go earn it. Uh, one more call before a break. Spencer is our next caller on Big Red Overreaction. Spencer, good evening. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. You guys do a ter- terrific job uh, every show. It's, I'm a first-time caller. Excellent. Welcome to the show, Spencer. So I wanted to say, so the thing about Matt Rule is that he took over He took over Baylor after the Art Bryles mess, mm-hmm. and Temple was a very difficult job. Always has So been. he does have that going for him. What would you say – is the one weakness or thing that you're skeptical of with Matt Rule. I wanted to ask you guys that with Matt Rule. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you. I would say how it translates to the Big Ten. Oh, I, I can answer that. I have a different answer, too. Go ahead. Uh, I, my concern is his ability to sustain it. He's only He was only at Temple for four years. He was only at Baylor for three before leaving for the NFL. I understand leaving each job. Temple to Baylor is a clear upgrade. Baylor to the NFL is a clear upgrade. But... I haven't seen him sustain it over five, six, seven years at a program. I, I, and I'll expand on what I said, Spencer, and then we'll, we'll let you get back to it. But um, I would say maybe not so much how it, how it translates but to the Big Ten, but this is a program that, is, that has this sort of proud history and tradition, and Matt Rule hasn't coached at a place like that. Uh, Matt Rule has coached at Baylor where he can sort of be all of Matt Rule He's coached for the Carolina Panthers, and he wasn't really allowed to be full Matt Rule because it was in a professional environment and the players didn't really take to it. And he coached at Temple, where you could sort of do all of that hokey sort of You weird create stuff. the band. You're gonna need you're gonna need buy-in um early and and significantly. And if you don't, it might be a longer rebuild than you want it to be. But I, I you know, I think it would work to 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 get to the bottom line there. Spencer, any thoughts on that? Oh, interesting. I mean, I, I would say at least he played at Penn State as a linebacker. Yep. Philadelphia is a huge market. I'm actually from Philadelphia, so I, I, I watched Matt uh, in Philly for a while. My main concern is quarterback development. Mm. I mean, he took Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. Can he create explosive plays? Because when you compare him to the only thing against Matt Rule, when you compare him to Lance Leopold, is Leopold creates explosive passing plays. So I guess that's the only concern with Rule, is can he get a great quarterback and can he create explosive plays with receivers? I mean, what do you guys think about that? That's like Darnold and the quarterback failure in Carolina. So that's the thing that we were talking about earlier in, in offenses that are based on quarterbacks. Like Leipold's system is very much so based on, you know, what you're going to be able to – I mean, look at Jalen Daniels this series. <laughs> really, really, really good player, and a lot of what they did yeah. is based off him. And, being, and they lose him, and they go one in six down the stretch. Yeah, and, and you don't want to correlate those exactly, but that's true. It's so a factor. It it, it happened. Um, and then you well, have the – backup, The backups put up numbers there. Yeah, Bean, Bean's been pretty that. good, yeah. Yes, yes. 
So, I mean, you you have that piece of it, and, um, you know, I, I don't want Nebraska to be in a place where they're overly dependent on quarterback. With that being said, you always got to have good good quarterback play. But look around, Spencer. You know, look around the Big Ten. We talked about this earlier, too. You know, it, it's it's not quarterbacks that win you games in this league. So if they can get above average quarterback play, then that's a lot of times going to put them in good position. Yeah. No, and, and, and you think about Matt Rule, and you would have never been able to get him two years ago when he was at his peak. Right, correct. Timing is a lot, yeah. No, so I, I think that Matt Rule, I think the defense is going to be excellent. Like, they're organized, they're going to run the football, which is exactly what you need to do in the Big Ten West. Like, on the surface, it really is the, the best-case scenario. I mean, we were talking Dave Duran and all these other boring names, like Bronco Mendenhall, like... <sighs> These yeah. guys are so boring and terrible <laughs> at offense. They're horrible. They're horrible. So, so we were talking about that. The one concern, ironically, guys, is if like James Franklin ever left Penn State. But that's a day, that's a dang uh-huh. good problem to have. Yep. If Matt Rule's interested in Penn State, that's a good problem. That means that you're, he's doing well at Nebraska. That's ex- you hit exactly what I was going to say, Spencer. If you're in a position where Penn State wants to poach your coach. Your coach is doing very well. Very, no, very I, well. So you guys, yeah, like Jeff Monken would have been like fun in a, in a 90s way, but you think this is the safest, best choice, guys, right? Like you guys are, are in on that rule. Oh, yeah, it doesn't take me much to convince myself. I think that, it's a yeah. very good hire. Yeah, I do. Sure. Again, doesn't guarantee success, but of the names that I think were legitimate, legitimately available, he's probably my second favorite name. You you guys you guys do a great job. Thanks again. Thank you, Spencer. Appreciate Thanks, Spencer. the call uh, and good little nuggets there on on a rule. Good question washer. too, and, a, and a absolutely yeah, fair question. Absolutely. All right, uh, we still have Jeff and Wade and Kirk on the line, and there's room for you. Four zero two nine five one sixteen twenty. I mean, look, Ravi, I got nowhere to go. I'm kind of hungry, but you know, we can hang out and talk about coaches as long as you want. Yeah. We, we talk about Matt Rule as long as you want. We can if talk my about mic works, yeah. Nebraska beating Iowa. I got. I'll talk about that all day all, long, all day. Last time Nebraska beat Iowa, all day. I was not yet a host of a daily radio show in the state of Nebraska. It's never happened. I've had a long career. It's been seven years. I want to talk about this for as long as you guys want. I'm on my second marriage since Nebraska beat Iowa. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Big Red Overreaction is brought to you by Burton. When you're plumb and certain, just call Burton. Back with more next on 1620 The Zone and 1019 The Keg. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.